you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, live, or I guess recording, from Newton, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. Joining me today, it's great to have a guest, by the way, uh, the one, the only, Connor DiBiase, a.k.a. What, what was it? Rain Man? Yeah, Rain Man. I'm going to call Connor Rain Man because I, I feel like he's just, he makes all that bread. Um, <laughs> today, 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 we are talking about, of course, the Damian Lillard trade, the biggest thing to happen in basketball over the last few months. And this has been something that's been brewing, Connor, really since the well, end of last season, but even longer it's been than brewing that. brewing for one particular team. Yes. Um, and that was the Miami Heat. Yep. And then out of nowhere, uh, there were some rumblings that the Raptors had some interest. Um, but it seemed like Damian Lillard would refuse any trade, would say, I'm going to request a new trade if I didn't go to the Heat. Um, and yet, here we are. And uh, we got, what, freak time together, as so they're calling <laughs> it. Dave time and the Greek freak. Um and he is now a Milwaukee Buck with the Suns helping facilitate that three-team deal. Yeah, and honestly, he seems pretty happy about it. Like, obviously, he released something on Twitter where he said he'll, you know, he'll discuss. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing with him is, is he wanted to be the number one option on a contender he wanted miami because he was the only contender that he would be the number one option he's not good enough to be the number one option on most contenders i mean um but he's always said if there's one player he wants to play with it's Giannis. and i right. think he realized hey miami doesn't really want me that much you know pat riley's not picking up the phone again they offer this low package they don't want to give up all their assets they think maybe he'll end up here but it really felt like either miami thought no one else was going to trade for him because he requests another trade right or he and they take the low offer or something but the blazers they don't have to appease by that they can trade him anywhere and then he can request a trade um so right. miami not putting in their best offer not even close to their best offer and pat riley apparently not revising that even after the Blazers say no um, right and and, and, and and just to interject like I think what the first thing that you said about the heat they're making the assumption that no one else would have wanted to trade I, I think you you are correct in that analysis I, I really think that the heat believed they were the only team in on Damian Lillard which obviously now we know is false but I think even making that sort of assumption is just a really bad move to make to, to assume that you're the only team in on 
a, a guy who is, you know, a number one, number two option. There's definitely a question to be made because if he and his agent were truthful and wherever he gets traded, he'd request a new trade, um, then you think he's going to get here anyways. But it does sound like he will play for Milwaukee. Uh, nothing indicates he wouldn't. Um, I think the, the thing with this is um, Milwaukee more felt pressured by Giannis's comments last week where he said, uh, I don't know if I'm going to sign an extension. I want to win um, and all this. And they said, hey, Drew Holland, Day while he while GMs rated him the best defender in the league, he was really bad offensively last playoffs. Um, so was Chris Middleton, but Drew Holiday holds more value in a trade, um, obviously because he can be a ton of contenders will be interested in him. They'll probably get another young player and two more picks. Um, but Milwaukee was like, hey, let's try to get Giannis here a long time. Let's sign all of his brothers and his mom and his his younger little cousin to a to a one-year deal. And let's trade for Damian Lillard and let's try to get Giannis to re-sign um, back, back with us for, for long term. Yeah, I, I, you know, I really do think that, like, for the Bucs, it's, it's definitely an interesting move. Because, again, you know, as we've discussed – or as you and I discussed, you know, just right as the trade happened. I mean, as soon as I saw it on Twitter, I, you know, immediately I text Con. I mean, that's the first person I text when most big things happen. Um, but like, you know, obviously giving up Drew Holiday, I think people have to understand that that is a that is a big loss uh, for multiple reasons. He is a very good player, but he is also a very good defender, and he's he's an all right defender. Well, but for the Bucks though, who don't really have someone like him. Yeah, he's probably their second best perimeter defender. Right, that's uh, what I'm saying. At that point. Yeah, the Bucks really, I mean, it's something you kind of saw the Celtics do last year where they said, hey, uh, defensive identity hasn't been working in the playoffs. You see Golden State winning all these, these titles. And, and although defense used to be defense wins championships, as of late, it's been offense. And we're going to sell out. We're going to make sure Giannis stays. And we're going to get him one of the best offensive players in the league. Right. He's also one of the worst defensive players in the league, but he's one of the best pure offensive players right and he and and he's a great shooter which is something that you know the bucks he's, need. he's a good volume shooter not like uh, i mean I, I don't know how they're played he needs the ball in his hand to make a shot a lot of right. the time uh his percentages aren't, aren't crazy um but that's kind of expected for his volume i guess 37 percent, and he was 32 percent last year um 37 is most recent season. right but you know i i, I do think but that him anything above 36 is, is good enough right and, and and i do think that him being on the bucks and now that he has another star in Giannis playing alongside him like he didn't really have that right before and now he does i feel like that's definitely going to at least give him some more open looks he doesn't have to do everything with the ball but i do wonder how this is going to work between Giannis and Dame because I I don't know how compatible they are as it just seemed like two very they, they different both, Giannis at his best gets the ball at the top of the key and drives it straight to the rim Dame at his best gets 
to the top of the key, gets two picks and pulls from deep. Um, they both have needed the ball in their hands. I have confidence uh, you can run a decent pick and wall where a guy has to jump to Dame. If, if Giannis can set a, a well enough pick, which he hasn't been a great pick setter just because he rolls really fast, but if Giannis can get that switch, get the get the big on Dame and then just roll fast, that'll create a pretty deadly offense, but it hasn't worked that way with Drew for him. It's mostly been Giannis gets a handoff at the top of the key and then drives um, more so maybe getting a, a, a pick from another big. Um, but but overall, I think you will see a, a crazy offensive output from this team. Um, but the defense is definitely, definitely really lacking uh, on the perimeter. And even though you have uh, two good rim protectors in both Giannis and Brooke Lopez, this is a team that, I mean, they lost the last few years by giving up open threes. Right. And, and, and having Dame instead of Drew makes it even worse. Right. And you uh, look at, and you look at probably their biggest competition in the East, which is the Celtics, a very good team from beyond, you know what I'm saying? Like Celtics are built to shoot the three ball. Right. So, Jason I mean, Tatum, J- some... Jason Tatum is going to be at some point in his career, he's going to have the most threes made by any player just because he shoots with so much volume. While they match up with the Heat a lot better now, who beat them last year, I'd say they match up with the Celtics worse. Drew Holiday right. was the biggest problem for the Celtics in, in their series. Um, but let's get to the full trade details. Right. Because it just um, it wasn't just the Bucks. Um, let's talk about the no, Suns next. Deal. Let's talk so, about the Suns next. Because they were, I mean, I thought it was interesting. And again, for someone who doesn't follow basketball as closely as you do, I did think it was very interesting to see the Suns a part of this trade just because yeah. they just, they I seem mean, to making a lot of moves and some of them just were, don't seem to make sense anymore. They sense were anymore. definitely rumors um, of them sending Nurkic for Aiden as a part of some day. Dame three-team trade where they were looking for more depth pieces. Here, the Bucks get Dame, um, and the Blazers get Drew Holiday, who they'll likely flip for probably two more firsts. DeAndre Ayton, um, Tumani Kamara, who went to uh, Georgia uh, at first, and then to Dayton, fifth-year senior guy from born in Belgium, I think. Uh, I don't know what he'll bring, but a second-round pick of the Bucks, um, And then a first and two swaps, um, and the Suns are getting uh, Nurkic, uh, who will be their new starting center, kind of a cheaper option than DeAndre Ayton, while adding Nas Little, a guy who's been a spot starter for the Blazers at the 3-4, decent shooter, doesn't do much else. Um, he's, he's a solid option. Keon Johnson, who once upon a time, uh, the Clippers refused to trade for... Um, refused to trade for Lonzo Ball. Uh, they said he was untouched with it. He wanted to trade Keon Johnson. And now, for the past couple of years, he's been one of the worst rotational players in the whole league. And, of course, uh, the dirty-ass Grayson Allen, <laughs> who will be there to injure a Lakers player or something, or a Warriors player for the Suns. Probably, um, if I had to take a guess, it's probably going to be Anthony Davis, just because... Just diving on AD's leg. Yeah, because if he tried to inter- injure LeBron James, I think Grayson Allen wouldn't be allowed to leave the stadium alive personally i mean just there's no way he could injure lebron and and get away with it um but ad you know maybe uh but yeah grayson allen uh just i mean for for someone who's actually like a decent player 
it's so hard to, you know, even support he's a guy like right. him. He's just a, you know, a really rough playoff. Of course, yeah. didn't get the shot off mm-hmm. in that elimination game if you're yeah. at the end, held it for like extra seconds. Right, 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 right. But he's a career forty percent three point shooter, and uh, he's and, and he's a good really defender too. Uh, the Suns lack. It was the Suns probably the worst three-point shooter. I think they were the worst three-point shooting team in the league last year. Obviously, both Devin Booker and Kevin Durant would rather take mid-ranges. Um, Bradley Beal kind of helps with that three. Eric Gordon helps with the three. Yuta Watanabe, one of the highest percentage last year. Year, and now they had Grayson Allen um, and Nuke, who actually shot decently from three last year, not at a high rate, but I do remember it when watching some Blazers games as, as he was pulling up 36% on 2.3 a game, which really isn't bad. That's stretch big capabilities. Um, really prioritizing the three-point ball uh, as a whole for their roster because, I mean, that three-pointers win games now. Uh, right. Overall, I would say this trade is is kind of a win on all ends. Um, well, I do think this makes the Blazers worse, like from a team building standpoint. It probably gets Giannis there long term, um, which is all you really wanted out of this trade for the most part um, even if this damn thing doesn't work you showed you're committed to winning you traded for one of the best offensive players in the league um, Blazers get a first and two swaps plus probably two more firsts for Drew that's that's five picks coming um, well I think it definitely could have been more I think Dame's negotiation tactics lowered that value a bit because other teams didn't want to trade for him, uh, but still got a decent return. And Drew Holiday will also net you a pretty good return, I think. Um, a good player and two more picks. They can keep doing this. They can trade him for James Harden and a first or two, then trade James Harden to somewhere for a first or two. Like, like this is a process that can go on right uh, here for the, for the Blazers of just getting these picks. And they have a fun young core now. DeAndre Aiden, former first overall pick. Scoot Henderson, third overall pick. Shadon Sharp, seventh overall pick. Uh, Anthony Simons kind of broke out. They still have Jeremy Grant there, who's a solid rotation player. They can also trade him. His contract's pretty awful. Um, but as a whole, they also had Chris Murphy in the first round of the most recent draft. Jabari Walker in the first round a couple drafts ago. Uh, as a whole, this is a, uh, a a team that's really primed for a decent rebuild. Uh, I'll have to look at their picks for the future because I know some went out in different trades. Um, I know they got some back for... All right, let's see. So they do not have their own uh, first-round pick next year, um, which is going – it's protected, lottery protected, so they have it. Um, that was a part of Chicago. What trade was that? Um, first-round pick to Chicago. Hmm. Do you remember what trade this was, Michael? Uh, sorry, wh- who are we talking about? The Chicago Portland uh, trade that got the. Um, no. <coughs> let's think about Portland's roster. They got Norman Powell from the Raptors for that. It might have been the Norman Powell trade. I don't know how it got back to Chicago. Um, but 
as a whole, um, they will likely have their first round pick this year. Um, and a few seconds as right. well as now getting some bucks picks later down the line. And they seem to have most of their first round picks for the next, uh, seven or so years plus the bucks picks um the cap situation is looking a little more clearer uh scoot henderson got to be four years on that rookie shaden sharp still three years on that rookie look for them to try to buy in and maybe two years um depending on how some of these players turn out jeremy grant's contract will be could be used in a start trade at that point um Aiden, I think, is under contract for four more years now. Um, so uh, as a whole, you're seeing a full rebuild here, finally. Should have been years ago, but finally a full <laughs> rebuild here from Portland. I mean, it took long enough, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I, I do think at this point, like, the Trailblazers, now that they have – not have gotten rid of, but now that Dame is no longer on the team, they can actually commit to, yeah. you know. Commit to Scoot Henderson being your point guard of the future. They right. could have traded Scoot Henderson um, for, like, Brandon Ingram or someone like that. Um, but instead they decided, hey, we're going to draft him. If Dame wants to stay, we'll let Dame stay, obviously, as you top three probably player in franchise history um but we're not gonna we're not gonna trade scoot henderson mm-hmm. um, i think some locations for drew holiday you're looking at the sixers potentially hiding in a three-team trade the heat looking to reclaim a point guard um that they thought was going to be dame the raptors who are looking for a real point guard they signed dennis schroeder but like that's a bad starting point guard um there's been rumblings about the Celtics. I don't see it happening. Um, I, I, I think overall um, you're going to see him moved before the season starts. Um, and in doing that, you will kind of see uh, a you, the full – for these trailblazers. So Connor, let's talk about the Suns. I want to go I want to go back to the Suns. Um you know how how does their team do they get better? Do they get worse? What do you think of the Suns after this trade? I I mean, I think getting depth was important for this team. I'd call it a bit of a wash. I, I don't think Nurkic is very good anymore. Um, Aiden's a better rebounder, and rebounding was one of their problems. Um, Nurkic a few years ago, sure, he was pretty pretty great, but but current Nurkic, I don't I don't like. Um, so. As a whole, I'm going to say about the same. Um, Grayson Allen's a good pickup. I think they downgraded, even though uh, Aiden wasn't great. I still think they downgraded to Nurkic. Um, Though I I will say that uh, I think it really still comes down to that big three for them. I think it always came down to that big three for them. Um, I'm low on Bradley Beal, quite low on Bradley Beal. but if Bradley Beal uh, ends up kind of turning back the clock four years, um, the Suns can really look to go, and I think the depth is important for their injury concerns. But this trade 
a wash to me for the Suns. Now, do you think the Suns, like, what, what is your expectations going into the season for them? Because I just, it seems to me like they have, obviously, Katie is a great player. Obviously, Book's a great player. Bradley Beal is solid. But can they compete in the West? Are they are they going to be a, a competitive team in the West this year? Yeah, I think I think this trade makes you more competitive in the West because you just Damian Lillard didn't go to a West team. Obviously, the Nuggets are still the prime candidate in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some other teams, so the Lakers um, made a few additions. Um, the Clippers are always there if they can be healthy. Um, you're looking for jumps from some of these younger teams. Uh, obviously, the the uh, OKC Thunder, you're looking for them to finally make the playoff. The Kings were five seen last year pushing. Uh, the Warriors are still there. Added Chris Paul. I don't like the Chris Paul addition. Um, the Mavericks are still there. Missed the playoffs last year, but added uh, their third best player in Grant Williams, as gross as that sounds. Um <laughs> Pelicans, you're looking to hopefully take a jump. The Grizzlies added Marcus Smart um, for Tyus Jones. I think that's a good addition for them, but they're dealing with a John Morant suspension. Right. So the West is still low-key deadly. I mean, you look at the East, and right now you're like, the East is really, really good. Uh, but the West is still low-key deadly, and obviously I still would say the Nuggets are currently the best team in ball. I know the Celtics got a lot of love because the analytics on that Porzingis trade were so good, um, and obviously the Bucks are getting a lot of love now because of this Dame trade that on paper looks great. Um, but I still put the Nuggets at the top of my um, rankings, any sort of power rankings um, going forward. And, and I still think the Suns and every other West teams are level below that. Well, I can say Celtics, Bucks, yeah, they're pretty even. They're actually decently close to the Nuggets. No team in the West, I'd say, is, is on this. Right, okay. And, and and let's talk about the, the Trailblazers. So, you know, obviously they're entering a rebuild. What's the timeline in your, in your head? You know, obviously... You know, I think, I mean, you want to compete while you still have these guys on rookie contracts, really. Scoot Henderson, you have four years on that before you have to give him a max, and that's the best time to go all in it is in two years. You have the last year of Sharp before he has to get paid. You have two more years of Scoot Henderson. Um, you have picks to trade. You have players to trade. You have another couple draft picks to start developing. But if Scoot can be the star that we think he will be and Sharp can be the star that we think he will be and Aiton can potentially play better, I think you're looking at two years. This will be a short-term rebuild. It could even be a one-year where they just kind of aren't good now and then they go in next year. I think it's a short-term rebuild in Portland. And I think Right, because, again, yeah, yeah, it more. doesn't – and I feel like in the, in the NBA, generally speaking, rebuilds can be very quick just because there's you know there's only five starters on a team, right? It's not like you have eleven offensive players, eleven defensive players, and you're locked into all these contracts for you know long you know whatever. Like it's not like that in in the NBA. The NBA is unique, I think, in that respect, where it's like the MLB, NFL. Uh, in NHL, it's like, yeah, rebuilds are going to take time just because you, you uh, the rosters are so much bigger. But because, you know, each team in the NBA kind of has a star, it's like, okay, well, if you have a star, then you kind of, you know, get some picks or who some picks, trade for a player, whatever. Like, yeah, in a couple years, you you know, if it's done right, yeah, in a year or two, you can be right back to, 
right back to the playoffs and contending. Um, but yeah, I think this is again for at least the Trailblazers. This is a good trade, right? They, it just it needed to happen. It felt like it was time for a new era to begin. It, it wasn't. I don't think a trade against Dame. Dame's been you know arguably one of their best players of all time. But it's like at some point you need to move on and you need to start fresh because what they were doing wasn't working. Uh, I thought they got a good package. I thought if there's one winner of this trade, it's probably the Trailblazers, just from a psychological and they a. They got a better package than they would have from the Heat. Right. And I think anything viewed as a better package than the Heat package that felt forced is a win. Right. I think the Bucks. You know, it's kind of a to be determined. Right, like we need to see how Dame plays, and and I I, I don't think the Bucks. You know, there might be a better offensive team, and they might win more regular season games, but I think come playoffs, I still don't think that they are better than you know. I don't think that they are better than the Celtics. I don't think that they have improved. I don't think this Bucks team is better than the Bucks team of last year against the Celtics. If that makes sense. Like I would, I'd agree with that point. Javon Carter was so good for them. Um, I think you're expecting Brook Lopez to take a step back with right. his I mean, back issues and everything. Well, that and he had such um, an incredible season last year. Like he's not, he's getting older and he's not going to play that kind of basketball. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Pat Connington's now they're starting, and I love Pat Connington. Shout out Pat Connington uh, goes to golf's at Pinebrook. Yep, uh, Massachusetts boy. I mean, like, but but Pat Connington right now is not a starting shooting guard. No, he's uh, he he's a great rotational piece. He'd be a great rotational piece off the bench, but you yep. know he's just he, he exactly. So I think the Bucks. Uh, you know, Jay Crowder is your sixth man. That's really gross. Um, yeah, that's so. really bad. I, Jay Crowder's awful. Um, and by the way, he's not going to do anything against the Celtics. I'll tell you that much, right? Like, and that, what was your your biggest free agency grab was Malik Beasley, um, who couldn't even play for the Lakers, who had no depth. Uh, he couldn't even see the court in the playoffs. It's uh, a volume three point shooter. He takes like nine a game, but doesn't shoot it that well. Um, it's a, they, I, I don't know if they will make another move, but I think this team needs another move for either defensive guard and, and a bench piece. Yeah, they need to do something. I don't know how many picks they even have left to trade. I'm sure they can do double swap trades type things. Like if one doesn't convey, yeah, the third team in the swap, um, something we saw uh, earlier this year with with uh, the Utah Jazz adding in these like third team to get a to get an extra pick type thing. Um, it, it's and the Suns obviously did the same to get. Yeah, the I, I, I'll say this: the real swaps. loser of this trade though is the Heat, right? They're the real losers of this trade. Oh um, yeah, the Heat have not. The Heat don't look like a playoff team. There's no plan at which you can say the Heat minus Gabe Vincent minus Max Struess, who were two of their four best players last year, uh, not getting Dame. Um, still have Tyler Hero, who it doesn't look wants to be there. Bro, 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 but, uh, but, but wait, but wait, but wait, but they have Kyle Lowry. I mean, this team is going to be legit. 38-year-old Kyle Lowry who couldn't see the court last year. Bro, he'll take a mid-range. He'll take a mid-range jumper though. Like they'll be fine. 
No, the Heat are the real losers. I mean, this is this is the player that they needed. The Heat have to now. They're gonna have to pay their package for Dame. They're gonna now have to make a bigger package than they would have offered for Dame to get a guy like Drew Holiday. Yeah, and it's because of Pat Riley's own incompetence there, where you yeah. could have thrown everything in and probably got Dame. And, and by the way, I don't, I don't like Drew Holiday the for them. Center. They, they need someone who can score. Yeah, they need someone who can score. Uh, they don't have Gooden, that. You could do a three-team deal with, with the, the. Sixers maybe uh, Drew to the Sixers makes a decent bit, bit of sense. He that's the first thing I I tweeted after this trade. Like a, a trade idea would be uh, Drew to the Sixers, hard into the Heat. Uh, I think it was Lowry's expiring, Jovic, <laughs> um, Highsmith, uh, Philippe Petrusev, and a pick to the Blazers. Um, First round pick from the Heat, maybe have to send a second or a swap because of the circumstances. Right. Um, now the Heat, yeah, the, the Heat, Heat are in a. They're in a very. They're in a very precarious position right now because they just do not have any scoring on this team whatsoever. And unless right Jimmy looking at a ten seed, and, and unless Jimmy Butler's putting forty five minutes on the court every night, like and Jimmy Butler's not a regular season player anyway. So. Right. And not even really a postseason player. I mean, not against I mean, Celtics. Tyler Hero takes the superstar jump, even though he doesn't want to be on the team. But and even though he's not really a superstar, I, yeah. So, well, Connor, that concludes it. We'll be back. Connor will be back very soon, actually. NBA preview episodes coming up. Celtics preview episode coming up. That's all. Uh, look out for that uh, around October 10th, 11th. It's that media day next week's. NBA media day. We're getting Almost close, back. Connor. It's time to to listen to Connor and, and pray to the basketball gods that the Celtics can win a title. And finally, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can stop being maligned by the media for being, you know, 25 and unable to win a championship. It's unbelievable. Anyways, all right. Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Have a great day. The game on shot who would you rather have taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala